Ethical Seduction, where we help you create the sex and relationships that you want, both in and out of the bedroom. Today, we're going to talk about spanking, how to do it safely, how to warm somebody up, um, how to get them squirming in all the good ways. Uh, I'm your host, Stephen. Joining me today are my wife, is my wife, Kimberly. Hi. And we have Brandy. Hi. And Ava. Hey, friends. So uh, to start off, I kind of wanted to share sort of a funny story that uh, Kimberly and I actually met at a spanking party. And so we had seen each other at the place and we had, you know, passed each other at different times beforehand. Okay. But then, you know, one night, hey, this, the, the, um, the Mark, which is in Nashville, which is our kinky community center, uh, they had a party, a, a spanking party. And one of the things they do in the very beginning is have like a, they call it the icebreaker game. Uh, but they try to... you pull names out of a hat and things like that. And everything's supposed to be very casual. It's not supposed to be like real serious spanking or anything like that, but it's supposed to be more fun, lighthearted ways to meet people. Cause a lot of times people come out for the first time and they don't know anything. So it's, it is a, it's a really kind of nice event to do things. So we, um, I was with somebody else that night, uh, but I had put our names in the hat and whatever. And we went through the, like everybody else is getting picked. Right. And I'm not getting picked. And there's like nobody left. And I realized at the very end, like the person who gets picked, who is going to be the spank E is a guy. And I realized like, I'm the only other person left that's going to be the spank er. I'm like, oh, I never thought about like this morning, I'm going to wake up and like never occurred to me that, oh, this is going to be the first time I'm going to spank a guy. But that's what I thought. So anyway, they pull a name out of the hat and ends up being somebody else that's supposed to spank that person. So I'm like, who in the world is left? And so then they pull, you know, the next one, there's two people left and they pull out Kimberly's name as the spanky and they pull out my name as the spanker. So that was like, other than saying like, hi to Kimberly, that was the first thing that first interaction that we, that we had, you know, was me spanking her on the butt. And uh, so then the next day I get that like nice email like, hey, thanks a lot for spanking me. That was fun, you know, and then that got us talking and now we're married. So be careful who you spank because you don't know where it's going to lead. That's <laughs> right. Of the That's right. Choose, choose wisely. Um, <laughs> but Kimberly, I'm going to, I want to kind of turn things over to you because you love being spanked and you know a lot about it and you've taught classes on it and things like that. So can you maybe start off by like telling people like what parts of the body are good to hit? What parts do you want to avoid? Things like that. Cause I think just understanding the basics of where it's okay to hit somebody is, is important. Sure. So um, generally speaking, the best place to hit is fleshy areas. The place you want to avoid is like the spine, um, kind of where the kidneys are, um, which are higher, I think, than most people realize on the body. Um, and I'm like, well, this is a podcast. It's hard to show where the areas are. Uh, of course, we're all these days we're also on YouTube. Um, but anyway, um, so bony areas kind of stay away from flesh areas. Good. Of course the ass is good. You have the sweet spot that is like the spot right in between the thigh and the ass where it kind of meets. And that's a really good spanky spot for both, in my opinion, the spanker and the spanky. Um, so would it hit knees, head, um, can we just give a kind shout out to like, not like, you know, you're hitting the butt, but not to hit high on the butt because that blends oh, in yeah. really easily with the lower back and that fucking sucks people. 
<laughs> oh, and it can really yeah, hurt. The tail, uh, yeah, avoid the oh tailbone. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. The okay. tailbone, avoid the spine. Okay. So I generally think of, like, the places that are good to hit are, like, on the if, on somebody's back, like, the shoulder areas up there. Like, you want to be able to hit basically fleshy spots and avoid the bony spots. And then, yeah, the butt is the best. You just don't thighs. go too high. You need to stay away. Thighs. Yeah, thighs are great. Yeah. Thighs are really yeah. good. Any part Insides of the thigh. Insides of thighs. Really, any part of the thigh. Yeah. Kimberly, what are what are some I don't know techniques for hitting the person that you love? I mean, you're more experienced in, um, you know, being the top than I am. Um, but definitely, you want to warm the person up, and so that just really means is you start out light and then you go heavier, um, and you can really communicate to your bottom and say, okay, is this really hard for you, or is this feeling like a a good place to start and then they'll be able to say you know hopefully they'll answer honestly yes or no and you can kind of go from there and ramp it up and when you see that or when you feel the skin get warm then you know that you've kind of got them quote unquote warmed up and so you can start going harder but I wouldn't just start um, especially if you're a, kind of a beginner, I wouldn't start just like wailing on the person, but kind mm -hmm. of gradually go up. So if you think about um, a spanking scene and maybe really any scene is that you're kind of like going up and you reach a peak and then you're going back down because then you're kind of doing like a cool down. So it's kind of like that bell curve. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. That makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah. I wonder if we can talk a little bit about like the purpose of a warm up and why, like why folks need it, and also like different different people like different styles of warm up too, right? Right. So I mean, it really depends on also what kind of pain tolerance you have and kind of what kind of type of uh, sensation you like. So if you're if you're if it's easier to take like a thuddy type of pain which is like a deep impact versus a stingy type of type of pain which i describe as like snapping a rubber band on your wrist um then you would kind of start with the easier thing for the person versus the harder thing which is really honestly just because um it's harder to take uh, a spanking without a warm-up for the bottom and a lot of people kind of want to gradually go into that uh, higher level of spanking, I guess. I don't know if that's what you would call it. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. Does anyone else have any other kind of reasons behind that? I really enjoy a longer, more gradual, more thorough warm up because I feel like I can take a higher level of intensity, right? If I get that really thorough warm up. Some folks, like I have friends that like, don't enjoy warm up or want very, very little of it because really what they're seeking in a spaking scene is more, um, more challenge, more pain, like more of that intensity, right? I have a hard time tolerating that unless I'm more thoroughly warmed up, but some people kind of chase after that more intense sensation. I feel like that's more common though, Ava, is to um, have a harder time tolerating the pain without the warm up, and so mm -hmm. also, yeah, the scene can end up being short if you go skip the warm up. Yeah, um, which most people don't want. Um, I have really had both type of spanking scenes where I've had no warm up and or little warm up and a lot of warm up, and it I guess kind of depends on how I'm feeling that day as to like which type I would prefer, but I really leave that up to the top. 
I don't think I'm very topping from the bottom. <laughs> no, you're not. No, you're not at all. Which no. that just kind of is referring to the bottom kind of instructing the top what to do, which isn't necessarily bad. Um, it's just not something I do. So I like to check in with the person a lot, you know, so like if I start with you, then I'm going to be like, you know, at some point, like, just be like, you know, do you like that? Do you want it harder? You know, um, how, how is it going? You know, just to get some kind of feedback because then that then tells me like, okay, what am I going to do next? You know, do I, do I increase it? You know, what's, what's the next step, you know? And, uh, so I would, I would encourage that, you know, like hit somebody for a little bit and then check in with them, do it some more. We can also use, of course, um, same words. Many people use, mm -hmm. uh, green, yellow, red. Uh, so green is like more, more, more yellow is like ease off or stop and talk to me or switch to a different part of the body or toy. And red is you just stop the scene entirely and it's done. Mm hmm. So that's a really important to know beforehand and negotiating beforehand. I think that's really important. Um, and I could go into like a whole thing, I guess, about negotiation, which I don't know if you want um, during during this particular podcast. Um, but we'll, we'll we'll cover that in a different episode. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's its own. That's really kind of its own thing. Its own but, yeah, thing. you should. Yeah. You know, the brief summary there is like, yeah, before you play with somebody, you should talk about what all you're what you're going to do and, and right you know level so that everything like is that. consensual because yeah. everything should be consensual in what you're doing no matter what you're doing just meaning that everyone should be fine and okay and excited about what's going to happen so in a minute i want to talk i'm going to give like a, some a couple techniques that you know that i like to use but while we're on the topic i guess like ava or brandy like what is you all have certain styles that you really like that um you know like like the gradual warm-up or is there you know what what are your styles um i don't know that i've ever really thought about like what my style is as far as i don't know like how to put that in words i would say that as a i do like the warm-up yes um, and as a bottom, I, I tend to explain it that like, I enjoy a combination of thuddy and stingy play, but I veer heavier toward the thuddy side because I can tolerate that more. I also think that it's a little bit more satisfying. Also, there's something about like a really intense, super thuddy spanking that kind of like reverberates throughout your entire body. That is kind of a turn on and kind of sexy. Do you all ever think of like the spanking almost as like a form of massage? Well, what I was going to say, it kind of falls into to what I prefer is, um, yeah, I prefer a rhythm because mm -hmm. if you hit me and then I don't know when the next hit's going to come, that kind of takes me out of the subspace I'm trying to get into and gets me back, mm -hmm. back in thinking mode. So not necessarily right. like a massage it would be the intention, but like a rhythmic spanking is what I prefer. Rhythm is really important for me yeah. because like you're saying, Brandy, it really gets me out of my headspace. Um, if someone isn't, you know, really going rhythmatically and also if someone sensually touches me too much or does other touching, like just kind of like, I don't know how you describe it, but like mm -hmm. caressing, I guess you would say that really brings me personally out of subspace mm -hmm. so, and talking brings me out of subspace. Mm -hmm. So I really feel like um, I'm like, check in but not too much for me because then mm -hmm. i'm gonna be thinking again and you know not 
getting what I want out of the scene, which is a whole, you know, another discussion in terms of like, what are you looking for in your scene? Well, and if you learn your partner, then you can pick up on the subtleties of their, their body movements. Like when they might be tensing up, might mean you hit them a little bit too hard, or it might mean they're for some reason tensing up for the next tit. So yeah, like you can read those without the person necessarily saying red. Um, it, once you get to know a, a playing partner. Hey, Brandy, you mentioned, yeah. both you and Kimberly mentioned like subspace. Can you give a short uh, explanation of that? Because I do think like that really ties in with spanking. A lot of times that's what the spanking does. So can you tell people what subspace is? Yeah, it's considered like an altered level of just thinking or not thinking. And, and it's to the point that um, it's considered that you can't consent during subspace, meaning that you, you know, if your partner or partners were to ask you, to do something different than what was negotiated. Um, you're in such an altered state of thought that like you might not be able to give a consensual answer. Um, but depending on for me, like for me personally, it's just getting to a, a spot of like not thinking and my mind being completely blank. Um, and that's really soothing for me and enjoyable. Does the word spacey, does that, is that like kind of a good description of how it feels? I guess. Yeah. But I get, but still, even when I'm spacey, I can like, if I'm spacing and not in subspace, I'm still trying to grasp at reality and try to, mm -hmm. you know, put pieces back together. When I'm in like true subspace, I could give a fuck about anything um, because I'm not thinking and it's just like, whatever, you know? So, so Kimberly, on that same topic, okay, you have mentioned that you like spankings because it kind of helps reset you a lot of times. So can you expand on that? Because I found a lot of people who are like, oh yeah, that's me too. So what, what does that mean? Like being reset? <clears throat> I mean, it's similar to what Brandy is saying in that I kind of stop thinking, um, my mind becomes clear. It's like a meditative <laughs> space for me. And if I've, been having a tough time um just in general with life um not that i necessarily if you're a beginner would suggest doing this but if i'm kind of struggling it kind of resets me into like my normal level of being if that makes sense and mm -hmm. i feel like for me spaciness is uh, kind of what Brandy was saying, but there's also a different level of it. And if I'm really going into a bottom space or a subspace, whatever you want to call it, then I'm really getting this altered feeling that's kind of like being drunk, which is why you can't consent um, yeah. during, you know, when you're in that space. Yeah. Um, so I'll add, you know, as a top, somebody who does this, the spanking, um, a lot of times what I will do, especially like with Kimberly is have more like a, a long marathon session is what's in my mind, right? So you're going to have the warm up, and you're going to kind of build things up. And then like Brandy saying, have that repetition. And I found like, yes, having patterns and repetition like that really does help the person just kind of not zone out, but uh, get into that subspace kind of headspace. So um a lot of times that's what I'll try to do. Like, that'll be like the goal, you know, is just to kind of get the person into that kind of fun uh, sensation of how, how they feel and kind of almost, I'm going to say in some ways, like clear their mind, like stop all the thoughts and stuff. But so the I have a question really... for you, Stephen. Okay. So since you're the 
primary top here and have the most experience in that from what I'm uh, aware of. Um, can you kind of tell when a bottom or submissive is starting to go into subsides? Like, what does that look like from a top's perspective? Well, I, I'm going to say you can't always tell. Um, I, again, I like to kind of just check in, you know, and be like, hey, how are you feeling? You know, you know, are you, are you getting kind of spacey? And then a lot of times Kimberly will be like, yeah, you know, or just oh. whatever. So just kind of, and that, that could be a fun thing. That doesn't have to like interrupt the scene or anything. But um, Kimberly's a little tricky because it's like I will often put my hand like on her back or something like that, you know, while I'm you know hitting her or something. And that can take her out. So I have to sometimes remember like don't do that. Or put my hand in one place and leave it still, you know, and not be like moving it around and things. Everybody's a little bit different though. So I think like Brandy, I don't think that has ever happened with you. I mean, I think you're, you know, some people like, like being touched, you know, have that kind of nice touch with the, with the, the spankings. So, mm -hmm. um, but yeah, but it, 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 sometimes I've gone into it and been like, you know, I'm just going to try to wear her out. Like to, and that's where I kind of think it was in some respects, it was like a massage, like, you know, that it's, it's the release and it's just to kind of really wear her out, you know? And, and then I think that kind of, I mean, Kimberly, you can tell me, I think that kind of feels good. Yeah, but I wouldn't describe point. it as the wearing me out as a massage because it's painful, like very painful. So it's painful. It's a painful yeah. massage. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> so, well, let me, let me throw out a couple of techniques for people just to kind of keep in mind. Okay. So we've talked, we talked about the warm up. Um, there's a motion you can do with your hand where you're kind of coming in and up as you're hitting the person, you know, mm -hmm. so you're, so that I'm going to say is different than if you do like a direct hit, that's like straight in and like stops, you know, like whack, like that's straight in. So the more common that a lot of people like, or where it does have that kind of upswing, um, it, it kind of moves, say the butt moves around a little bit more where the direct thing is like, you're really hitting like Ava was saying, the thuddy thing, you're going right into the person. And uh, you can do like slaps, you know, little slaps. Like I like to go and go up and down the legs and just kind of slap and hit. And, and again, that's kind of the warm up sort of thing that I do. So a lot of when I am in the very beginning, I am using all hands. And then later I might introduce something like a paddle or whatever to kind of, you know, as, as we warm things up or get move on. And, and some of that having paddles or canes or things like that, they're all impact but it is giving a different variety so that you're not just sitting there doing the same thing over and over. And you're giving like Avo saying thuddy or stingy sensations. You're mixing that up and, and creating something that's kind of interesting. Um, and the other thing that I have learned, I really like is punching. And so punching is somewhat similar to the spanking, but it's going to go deeper, like into the person's body. So you have to, again, really be careful where you're going to hit. You're going to punch the really fleshy areas, but just think of it as like, that's another way to use your hands, to a different type of sensation. It's not as stingy, but it's more of that, you know, deep, deep kind of thud. So those are the, the basics. Do you all have any, anything to add that you've experienced or that you're aware of? I would just say for someone that's never tried punching before, like we're not talking about the same level of impact of like punching someone in the face, like when you're picking a fight at the bar, yeah, right? Like it's not, it's not the same level of intensity as that. No. Yeah. It can be really just like little tiny things. Right. And then you can like build it a little bit harder and you read the person you see, you know, start off calm and slow and whatever. And then you can kind of build it up to see what they, what they like. Yeah. Good point, Ava. Don't punch people in the face. Unless you have consent. Right. <laughs> what are, uh, Ava, run us through maybe some of the different, um, uh, like paddles and things like that that people can use. 
Um, I mean, I always start off by talking about the hands first, right? Like you always come equipped with two toys, which are your hands. Um, and you were talking a little bit about like the motion that you can use, whether you spank someone straight on or use some of that like swiping up type motion. Uh, mm -hmm. But you can also look like at the way that your hand is formatted, right? Like whether you're going for something very flat or if you kind of flex the palm of your hand, that'll create a different sensation as opposed to if you have more of like a cupping motion with your hand. Yeah, um, good point. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, I always start off with, with hands. That's honestly my, probably my favorite spanking implement. Uh, but there are a variety of different, like uh, different implements that you can use when it comes to impact play. I mean, there's paddles of all different types of materials, whether it's a wooden paddle or a plastic paddle, um, or if it's got ping like rubber paddle. on the inside, yeah, rubber on the outside, like the ping pong paddles. Mm -hmm. um, so there's a variety of different types of materials that you can play with, and those are going to have different amounts of density. Um, so you might look at like a wooden paddle and think, oh, that looks fun. It doesn't look that intense, but like the fact that paddles, uh, that a wooden paddle is so dense, there's very little give to them, right? Whereas like if you're striking someone with your hand, you're hitting them with your your flesh, which has a little bit of give to it, some cushion to it. Um, so mm -hmm. that's going to be a lot more tolerable than, say, a wooden paddle, which doesn't have any give at all. So that actually can sting a lot more. Yeah. Yeah, paddles paddles are kind of stingy, I think. Mm -hmm. Depending on the paddle. It can be thuddy. Mm -hmm. Ping pong if it's paddles a aren't big, so big paddle, to me, it's like very thuddy. Or oh, like yeah. a foam toy. Yeah. So Home Depot is your friend. If you go there, you can find all kinds of interesting things. Um, I will add, like I bought some, there's canes, you know, the, the typical, what is it, rattan? Is that how you say it? Rattan? What am mm -hmm. I saying? The, that the canes are made out of. Um, you, you can buy them online or from different vendors and things like that. But if you go to Home Depot, you can find all kinds of like plastic tubing of different sizes, shapes, thicknesses. You can get a lot of different variety of stuff, you know, right, right from there. Um, and also at like your co-op or tractor supply stores. Oh yeah, I mean, tractor, you don't even you don't tractor even have supply to go there, sells like... tractor supply sells crops for mm -hmm. horses. Of course, for horses. Butts. Right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right. Why would they make crops for anything else? Um, right. I was going to say like you don't have to venture <laughs> too far out of your own home to be able to find fun spanking implements, right? I oh, mean, that's true. Yeah, like, like I wooden used... spoon. Yeah, you can use like a wooden spoon from the kitchen or um, I did a class once on like how to like make your own toys. You can literally just like walk your ass to the dollar store and find the craziest stuff that you can make spanking implements with. We found um, mm -hmm. like a toilet oh, shoe plunger. Horns. Uh, we found a toilet plunger that we unscrewed the handle of and we just used that as a spanking implement oh. from the dollar store. It was awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Let's let's brainstorm for a little bit, uh, just to kind of come up with some fun ideas. But like, well, one of I the wanted things... to talk a little bit about tips for bottoms. Just oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Sure. Um. So I guess you have to think about positioning and how to stand. And like, for example, um, if you have injuries, you know, like if you're you can't stand for a long period of time. You have problems with your ankles. You may not want to be standing or be on a cross, but um, leaned over, uh, like positioned on a bed or a spanking bench then might be better for you. Um, but if you are standing, make sure you don't lock your knees and in general be relaxed, which is hard to do, of course. Um, 
but it helps like it's easier to process the pain this way and also if you keep your breathing in deep even breaths that's also easier um to process the pain which everyone processes differently um for example like how they express it some people are yelling i giggle when i get really like spacey and i'm really um and taking intense pain, it's usually an automatic response. Um, and then a breathing technique that I have always used for a long time when bottoming. However, I will preface this with saying that it only works if you know a hard hit is coming. So a lot of tops are not going to want you to know that, although sometimes they may. So if they're like, <laughs> okay, I'm going to hit you hard, you you inhale and hold your breath till they hit you and exhale after they hit you. That will help you process the pain. I remember learning that one from you, Kimberly. That one's been very yeah. valuable for me. I learned it from Reggie <laughs> when I was started bottoming because um, he was one of my first play partners. So, Yeah. Well, let's brainstorm on some, some ideas, some fun things to do. So, um, we, we, you know, to incorporate spankings. One of the things I like to try to do before playing or before spanking somebody is to have a sense of like, why am I going to do this? Like, what do they want? What do I want? And, and that kind of will help shape things. So like I've said, a lot of times with Kimberly, I've learned like she wants to kind of, you know, be reset. She wants to get into that that spacey subspace kind of head, head space. That sounds so bad to say all that. Um, and, uh, the, to, you know, so a lot of times it's like, yeah, I'm going to do it almost as a marathon. I'm going to just start out slow and just gradually build, 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 and, you know, enjoy the time that we're, that we're doing this, you know, and that might be my concept, you know, of like, okay, that's what we're going to do for tonight. But, um, what, what about you all? I mean, what are some kind of things or reasons that for scenes that you've done where it's been incorporated? Do you have examples or, or brainstorming things like you, that you've thought of that you'd like to try? Um, I've done a birthday spanking before or birthday caning and that was really fun. So it became like an all night situation. I mean, I'm not super young. So there were, so there were, you know, multiple cane, <laughs> cane strikes. Um, but yeah, so that just turned into a, a whole evening of where am I going to hit you now? And I've, you know, there's this spot right here. I can go back to this spot and make it, you know, more pronounced. And so that would be one example of just like a fun way to, instead of doing birthday spankings, for instance, you could do a birthday caning or any type of implement. Mm -hmm. That's cool. yeah. I think yeah. that you really have to decide whether you are in going to incorporate more type of sexual play in your scene, or you're just going to keep it with spanking because that really yeah. dictates the direction of the scene and kind of what you're looking for in the scene. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Good and point. to build on top of that, like if there are other types of kink that you're interested in layering onto it, right? Like, is this um, a spanking scene that involves bondage or is this a rope scene that involves spanking, right? <clears throat> or is right. it just foreplay before, you know, sexy time? Um, I know for me personally, like anytime I'm asked, impact play is appealing to me because I like the endorphins that I get out of it. And I think the endorphins... Mm -hmm. Um, are what kind of leads into that more like subspace that everyone's been talking about. So like for me, it's all about the high that you get off of it. I mean, that's essentially what it is, right? When you get that, that endorphin rush 
Um, so we can do like a little bit of that and then transition into like sexy, fun bedroom playtime. Or if it's more of like a, a more intense, like BDSM type of thing, like there might be restraints and blindfolds and we might be incorporating other types of kink into the scene. Uh, maybe maybe the, the spanking is, you know, just one phase of many different things that we'll be doing. That's a really good point, Ava. I can add on to that to say, like, there's also nothing wrong with doing just spanking. And I, to this day, which I've been doing this a long time now, I guess you would say, kind of, um, can just enjoy, like, a spanking scene and that's all it is. Um, And some people maybe don't want that. They want to have the sexual play involved, which is also nice. I like to, like, have the top switch me back and forth um, between kind of, oh, we're having more of, sexual pain and now i'm spanking you and kind of end with both at the same time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah a lot of people like to go back and forth i think you know like a little a little pleasure a little pain a little tease and of. denial in a sense tease yeah. and denial yeah yeah i think there's also something to be said about like spanking doesn't have to be painful it doesn't have to hurt right like i have yeah. um like silk floggers at home that like i can i can be hit with that like don't hurt at all it feels very sensual or playful or flirty. Like it doesn't have to be this really intense, painful experience unless you want it to be. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Kimberly, you want to give us like um, maybe the main points that you think people should keep in mind when, especially when they're first starting out. Oh, okay. So I guess first starting out, just remember that everything should be consensual. So everyone agrees enthusiastically as possible to everything in the scene and you want to negotiate which we should do a whole podcast on that and kind of talk about what's going to happen in the scene and that includes you know where you're going to hit so fleshy area is good bony area is fine that sort of thing bad um let's see and then i'm trying to think of what else we talked about kind of a whole host of kind of warming up and what that looks like and going kind of slow um if you know, you want to kind of make that scene last longer. Um, (laughs) (laughs) What else? What did we talk about after that? I guess implements, type of implements that you can use. You know, it doesn't have to be expensive. You can get something from the dollar store. Your hands are your best um, tools to use. You can make the scene sexual or not, depending on what type of play you're looking for. It can be painful or not, depending on what type of play you're looking for. Kind of some techniques for, um, topping, which are like, I guess we talked about different, um, ways to hit, which can include, uh, you know, swiping up when, you hit uh, with your palm kind of open or punching, um, but you wanna make sure you're doing that safely because there are risks involved um, in everything we do. And I guess- Have fun. We talked about tips about bottoming and breathing and how to position yourself. And you know, you wanna keep deep, even breaths and not lock your knees and that sort of thing. Um, I think that's a summary. Did I miss you, anything? No, you covered a lot more than I thought you would. Right <laughs> I was like, okay, what did we just talk about? Let me remember. Can I, can, can I add one like aftercare tip that I just thought of? When I get um, intense bruising, like when I have marks afterward and I'm wanting them to 
heal sooner rather than later so I can play again soon. Um, I will use Arnica gel in my aftercare, like in the following days. Yeah, it'll help the marks, the bruises heal faster. I don't, yeah, I've never heard of it. You can pick that up at like any any um, like pharmacy, like at your local grocery store. Just go to the pharmacy section and they should have it. If you don't find it there for some reason, I'm sure you can find it on like Amazon. And if you get rhino butt like I do, take ibuprofen. <laughs> okay, you have to you have to tell everybody what is what is rhino butt. Uh, rhino butt is when you were like spanked so much that like the the part where you're getting spanked, which typically is my ass, gets kind of the flesh gets harder than usual. Mm -hmm. It's really just because it's an inflamed area, right? Mm -hmm. But it feels harder and and tougher than the rest of your skin does. It doesn't feel as squishy anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, It's more like stiff and less flexible. Um, And also it's quite tender and, you know, it's tender and hurts in in a pleasant way after it's like, oh yeah, I had a really awesome spanking and you can totally tell because feel that. So yeah. Yeah, I, I like it. I kind of find it sort of fascinating as the body does that. But yeah, it's a very, it's a really different, different uh, sensation or the way the, f- the skin feels. Yeah. It doesn't stay like that for too long. I mean, you know, maybe the rest of the evening, I'm typically playing like an early evening and by the time I wake up the next day, it's fine. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you everybody. That's going to wrap us up for today. Um, next week, we're going to be covering tips for talking to partners about your fantasies. Um, hopefully you can turn a few of these things into reality. That's going to be the goal for next week's next week's show. Um, check us out on, we're on all the social media sites, uh, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, FetLife. You can follow us anywhere there. We also have our website, which is ethicalseduction.com. And if you liked today's show, you know, hit subscribe, uh, give us a thumbs up if you're on YouTube. You can follow our channel as well on YouTube. And every Friday we have a new episode coming out. So, um, uh, and if anybody wants to, to email me or reach out with a question or something like that, you can do that through the website. And my email is steven at ethicalseduction.com. So thank you. Thanks everybody. Brandy, Ava, Kimberly, thank you for joining today. And we'll, we'll see you next time. Keep creating the sex and the relationships that you want.